SAFM. <clears throat> Prime time all day long. Over recent months, the bloody insurgency in the northern Mozambique province of Cabo Delgado has taken an unprecedented maritime turn. If it worsens, it could have profound socio-economic security implications for the southern African region. The Islamic State-inspired Al-Usana wa Jamat, Al-Sana in short, has been attacking Cabo Delgado inhabitants since 2017 and already over a thousand people to date have been killed last month now. Mozambique celebrated 45 years of independence from Portugal. This independence was as a result of a combination of factors. And of course, South Africa being one of those who were tied to, if you like, the liberation of Mozambique. Now, after 25 years of relative peace and stability, Mozambique is still one of the poorest nations in the world, despite being endowed with vast mineral resources and some still being discovered, in fact. What are the leaders in the Sadiq region then saying about this insurgency in the region? Let's have a conversation now with somebody who is schooled in these sorts of studies from an advocacy program manager at the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation, Anna Moyo. Anna, thank you then so much for your time. You want to say something more broadly, what this especially for South Africa poses? We're talking about sovereignty and national security issues, surely. Thank you so much, Songezo. Um uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Indeed, this is a very important discussion for us to be having, especially around issues of peace and security, sovereignty, uh, and many other uh, 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 aspects of peace and security, uh, and national sovereignty, and, and, and how countries, various countries in Southern Africa, for instance, could intervene in a country situation that has become untenable, such as we see in northern Mozambique with the insurgency, for instance. Again, this is really a pertinent issue, especially when we see other trends from other, other, other regions, such as the East Africa region with the Al-Shabaab insurgency, which started off as a Somalian problem, a uh, 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 flooding over going to Tanzania, Djibouti, uh, Uganda, and Kenya, for instance. And we've seen also the Boko Haram insurgency also spilling over to the Lake Chad Basin uh, and other West African countries, neighboring Nigeria, and of course the, the, the jihadist groups uh, in, 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 in Mali also now spilling over to Burkina Faso and the other Sahel region countries, for instance. So it can never be taken as uh, a provincial or a regional issue within mm. a country. It really is a, a threat to the whole region, the static region as a whole. Now, we do have the ambassador of the United States to South Africa on the line, and she will join in the conversation very briefly. And I'm going to pose a couple of questions in relation to this to her, because we do know that the big brother of the world, the United States, has got a lot to do with fighting terrorist organizations, in particularly those in the Middle East and elsewhere, of course, around the globe. But specifically now, why would this particular terrorist organization, Al-Sana, be targeting Mozambique? What is it about the northern region of Cabo Delgado that for them as Al-Sana is of interest? Well, uh, sorry, no, go ahead. You can go ahead, Ambassador. It's okay. No, I... So to our ambassador in Mozambique actually just last week, and, you know, we've been briefed on this in the United States uh, with our institutions and here in South Africa, but obviously you have this terrific new 
uh, oil and gas is one of the world's most important gas deposits uh, in the north of Mozambique. And, um, of course, this attracts all kinds of individuals and least of all these players you've been talking about. It is unfortunate. Um, I think that South Africans can play a very, very good role uh, in, in being a terrific friend to Mozambique in many, many respects. And um, I, I've also, uh, some of the very big oil and gas companies uh, will also be helping in the future um, in this respect. And I think once all of these uh, facilities get going uh, with the much greater construction, I think it's going to lead to a lot of um, subsidiary employment, jobs, uh, extra jobs to assist in the north. And I think the sooner that takes place, the better for everybody concerned. Your response, Anna, now that the ambassador has said that, because clearly now this is not just something, as you were saying, it can't be a municipal concern. It has to be a regional concern, yes? Indeed. Indeed. I agree with the ambassador that this really uh, uh, is something that needs to be considered from a regional perspective. For instance, um, in the Sadiq region, the Northern Mozambican Agency, for instance, really has the, 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 the capacity and the potential to destabilize the whole region. And we have seen from previous uh, experiences as well. However, even how we begin to tackle the issues is, is, is through us looking at some of the key drivers. And these issues are really complex for us to, 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 to really consider. And it's important for us if we are going to look at interventions and strategies and the guidance for the Sartic region to address this insurgency. If we leave it as a northern Mozambican uh, problem, uh, the spillage will be so quick and will be so fast that we will not have uh, uh, enough time to even formulate a strategy going forward, as we have seen with other regions. Uh, we really need to look at some of the key drivers for insurgency. And Northern Mozambique, for instance, has got many of these key drivers of insurgency that really need to be tackled. Issues of social marginalization of the Northern people mm. from the rest of of, of, of the, or, uh, from the rest of Mozambique, for instance, is one issue. The long-standing uh, uh, economic marginalization of the north. And, of course, again, the natural gas reserves, uh, the alluvial minerals that are in the north are also some of the resulting factors uh, that should be taken into consideration when we're looking at uh, this insurgency. Again, there is, again, the issue of uh, the tribal issues, the, the religious issues, uh, the, 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 the ethnic issues that also come into play to the key drivers mm. of the insurgency. And the youth population that is so easily radicalized uh, towards insurgency because of lack of opportunities, uh, lack of prospects, and, and lack of employment, and poverty issues that um, are so prevalent in the northern uh, uh, Mozambican uh, 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 context, for instance. I'll ask you one more question because this is quite important and somewhat does dovetail to something that the ambassador earlier on mentioned. And she said that sovereign assets of any nation, and she was responding to South Africa at the time, ought to be protected. We are now talking about oil in Mozambique. This is a sovereign asset. And we have seen many nations fall at the altar of imperialism because of their not being able to protect their sovereign assets or them being too weak 
to protect their sovereign assets. What now, after having noted what you have, should be the priority for the Mozambican government in protecting their sovereign asset, which is that rich deposit of oil, because in many respects, that is where they will be getting a lot of their money for meeting the socio-economic conditions that the people find themselves in. Because right now, for most part, it is a quagmire. How should then the Mozambican government and authorities tackle the situation? What would you propose? Indeed, indeed. That, that's for you, Anna. I'll come back to you now, Ambassador Marks. Okay. Thank you. Indeed, the issue of, 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 of sovereignty over natural resources within a country is important. If we look at the northern uh, Mozambican uh, uh, context, for instance, um, there is very little trickling back to the population of the province um, uh, 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 coming from the alluvial minerals and also the rich natural deposits uh, in the area. So very little is, is going back to the community to, for development and the economic empowerment of the community members. All of it is being uh, taken out of the, of, of the province and being taken out to the international community, for instance. So there is very little development, yet it's a very rich province. So what those are some of the sectors, some of the key drivers where the youth are seeing all of this and are easily radicalized around some of these marginalization uh, and lack of, 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 of social economic empowerment issues that they can see happening on the ground and they can see some of these deposits, they can see some of this oil being taken out, they can see the helicopters, they can see all the international community, the, the conglomerate, the, 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 the international corporations coming in and going out with some of the riches, of, of the riches, the minerals within the province and nothing is treating back to the communities and to the people within the province, for instance. We do have a caller on the line, Romeo in KwaZulu-Natal. Romeo is being very naughty this evening. He normally calls in good time. Romeo, starting now, you've got 30 seconds to <laughs> make you. your point. 30 seconds. Uh, good evening to both of your guests and how are you, brothers and guests. I just wanted to ask a question about those disturbances that are happening in Mozambique currently. We already have got the message. They sent a message, a strong message against South Africa that it should not involve. And here we are talking about destabilizing the whole region, more especially in Sadiq. What is the message of all these guys as they are fighting right now in Mozambique? Could you be mean to say that it has already involved some of the young stars that are looking for jobs? If we can remember about two or three years, I Romeo, remember in Midland. Thank you very much. We have to, we have to go. Anna, from what okay. you have heard Romeo say, what would you, in response to him, say in literally one minute? Because we have to wrap up the show after your response. Thank you so much, Songez. Of course, South Africa has received this warning, which is why we are pushing for a static approach to what is happening in northern Mozambique. Sadek as a regional bloc has a vested interest in ensuring security not only for Mozambique but for, for the entire region. So there is a need for a concerted effort with all Sadek players coming together and formulating a strategy for preventing and, and, and dealing, addressing the insurgency in northern Mozambique on, on regional interests. So, uh, 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 pushing forward the regional interest to ensure that it does not spill over to other countries and to other regions, to, uh, to, to, to neighboring countries within the Sadiq region. If South Africa goes in 
are independently, then again, issues of sovereignty would then come in. But Mozambique is part of SATIC, and as a, as a member of SATIC, a SATIC approach would really uh, go very well in addressing the insurgency and driving a, a, a peace and security agenda within the SATIC region and addressing some of the social, economic, and the marginalization issues that have come to the fore as key drivers Excellent. of insurgency in northern Mozambique. Remains to be seen then what the SADC region itself will do with the increasing insurgence of Al-Sunnah, the terrorist organization in Capo Delgado, northern Mozambique. Of course, it's about oil. Of course, it's about money. Of course, it's about national sovereignty. Thank you then so much for your thoughts, Ms. Anamoyo, Advocacy Programs Manager at the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Let's round it up with you then, Ambassador Marks. There have been a couple of comments for you specifically. This all came in in the first segment of the conversation. And we have one Mr. Mandla Mabeta, who is the CEO of the Ugu South Coast Development Agency, and this is his message. Songezo, please inform the, um, the Honorable Ambassador that there is an American gentleman, Mr. Dexter Davies, investing in KZN South Coast Margate on Market Film Studios. We are rolling the red carpet to more U.S. investors to come to the KZN South Coast. What are her thoughts on that? That's one. The second one is, does the USA want South Africa to intervene in Mozambique? Will they assist South Africa or the SADC region in curtailing the spread of extremism? Two comments from you, please, Ambassador Marks. We've got a minute for your response. Yes, of course. Any new industry in South Africa is extremely well-received. Movie industry, creative industry, services, 100%. Full steam ahead, yes. In terms of Mozambique, the United States will always help countries that want to help themselves. I urge Mozambique with any contracts that they draft, because they're multi-players drafting contracts for all these uh, oil reserves uh, and oil deposits, that they get advice perhaps from our Department of Energy in the United States, from similar contracts that we've done in the United States, employ us, employ the Qataris who have one of the biggest deposits of natural gas in the world, but use people who've had experience in this area to protect yourself. Don't go to folks that have had no experience. Don't go just to attorneys. Get help. Get help to help yourselves protect your sovereign assets. Fantastic. That then, ladies and gentlemen, who has been the roller coaster ride that has been Ambassador Lana Marks being the Tuesday takeover guest this evening on the 14th of July. Ma'am, thank you so much then for your time. We certainly do look forward to hosting you now as a guest as opposed to a co-host because there's clearly so much more to discuss between the interests of our respective nations. One further thing. God bless America and Kozi Sikaleli, Africa. I couldn't have said a bit of myself. Thank you so much. Land of the free, home of the brave. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to our bedtime story. SAFM. Did you know that the term of the current Auditor General ends on 30 November 2020? Parliament's ad hoc committee on the appointment of the Auditor General invites applications from individuals to be appointed as Auditor General of South Africa. The Office of the Auditor General is an institution supporting constitutional democracy established in terms of sections 188 to 189 of Chapter 9 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. Please send your applications to pmbele at parliament.gov.za by 17 July 2020.
That's P-M-B-E-L-E at parliament.gov.za. For more information and to obtain the full requirements, please visit www.parliament.gov.za or contact Mr. Peter Paul Mbele on 083-412-1577. This message is brought to you by the Parliament of South Africa.